sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Tamara Wade. What's I'm my- Yvonne Allen. Hi. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> she's got headphones on today, and so she's really freaking out. And not, not only did she get coffee, but she got cake. I didn't eat cake. Oh. She didn't eat cake. Cake, cake, cake. You, then I don't know what's going because on I'm, with Because I'm having some bowel problems. <laughs> so I opted out of the sugary <clears throat> cake. That's probably a good choice. <laughs> Everyone's all quiet. They're like, nice. Yeah, no. I'm very happy that you opted out yeah. so that we can have you here at the table and not right. in the bathroom. Because if I would have eaten cake, I would have been in the bathroom. Probably the whole Ew. show. <laughs> we could put a mic in the bathroom yep. for you. Dude. Sounds like a great idea. It's probably the greatest <laughs> idea I've ever heard of in we my could, whole life. We could capture the explosions. <laughs> it wouldn't be explosions. She's be more like, it would, yeah, it would, it would be a lot of grunting and then just like a bloop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one little. I can't do it when I'm laughing. Wait, do it. <laughs> did it sound like it? I couldn't hear yeah, it. Yeah, I did. I had to take my headphones off for that one. Oh, my gosh. We actually are talking about something pretty serious. Maybe that's why we're all laughing we're uncomfortably. Trying to, we're trying to lighten it up a little bit. Get it, give ourselves here. some comic relief before we dive into it. Yeah. So the topic of our show today is how well do you know the people in your life? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of scary if you think about it. You don't. It's Yeah. You don't. And there's a reason why we're bringing this topic to the attention of our listeners and to each other. <laughs> Your rubber band just snapped. Oh, Poor thing. Brace face. It's, it's because in our community, we live in Phoenix, Arizona, and Yvonne and Rio both went to Barry Goldwater High School. And it's part of like a, an area in town where there's three major high schools, Barry Goldwater, Sandra Day O'Connor, and Boulder Creek. And we're all part of this strange community in these three areas. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's like the, north, the right. most north you can go without going to like Prescott. Right. Or there, it's like the very edge. Yeah. Black Canyon City is right. the next city north. Right. So in our community, we had a murder-suicide. Um, Anastasia Greer was gunned down by an estranged boyfriend um, yeah. last week. And I'm getting his right, name for you. It was at a house right across the street from the high school. And I drove right. by. I was with my best friend. And we drove by. And I saw all the news vans. Mm-hmm. And it was like every single news station with their towers all up mm-hmm. and everything. And I was like, what the heck just happened? And then I realized that it was taped off. And then I had to look it up. And then I read the story. Mm-hmm. 15, 16-year-olds. Um, Matthew is his name. The shooter's name. Matthew Bolton. And they were both students at Sandra Day O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot Anastasia or Anna as her friends called her and then turned the gun and killed turned the gun on himself and killed himself uh-huh. this this has our whole community at their knees um and largely because there were so many things that I want to bring to everyone's attention with regards to the story um this boy had threatened another girl at school not Anastasia directly mm-hmm. um he he threatened to beat her up mm-hmm. and so the girls went to the school administration and told them and to the school's credit they contacted the girl's mom that he who he had threatened to let her know and then he was out of school for the next two days Thursday and Friday and the girls went back to school he was at home mm-hmm. so during that time 
he went under the radar. I guess we don't, yeah. his mother, this is, again, this is all in the media. So none right. of us at we this table know really know what or... knows what happened. So I'm just telling you what's in the news. And I recognize clearly that there can be more to this story. So those of you that maybe know really what's going on, please accept our apologies in the, in the way that we're depicting the story, because we only know what we've right. read. Um, but as the story goes in the media, Matthew went to his brother's house, broke into the house, and stole his brother's gun, mm-hmm. and then went to the friend's house where Anastasia was. They began arguing inside the friend's house to the point that the friend asked them both to step outside. Mm-hmm. At this point, she asked the friend, asked Matthew, do you have a gun? And Matthew said, no, I don't. And so as Matthew went outside, Anastasia stayed behind briefly, and the friend said, here's a pocket knife to protect yourself, and then sent her outside. The thing that, like, kind of frustrates me the most is she had, like, she asked him if she, if he had a gun. That's not a normal question you ask people. Do you have a gun? So she must have at some point in her thought process think that he was dangerous enough that he would have a gun. Correct. So. Correct. So, so to finish the story, they both went outside, and the next thing the neighbors heard was Anastasia screaming and gunshots. And neighbors at that point were all on the street just in enough time to witness the boy kill himself. My question to our community is, is A, how well do we know the people we live with and and where did we fail these children? I'm struck by this. Well, for me, just listening to that, the the scariest part is, and this goes with all shootings or, or criminal activity at a school, is you're walking next to these people every day, in every your day, classrooms and the hallways, and you're at games with them, and you're interacting with them, and you have zero idea who they are mm-hmm. outside of where you see them, mm-hmm. and that's what really struck me. Was I understand that there were warning signs, and like he yes. had had threats on other people, and right. people should have paid attention to that. But what if I went to that school and I wasn't involved in his friend group? You right. know, you wouldn't really know. How, how am I supposed to read into the signs? I wouldn't know them. I wouldn't wouldn't be subjected to them. Mm -mm. So the fact that there are people that we are in their community, grocery shopping with them, going to school with Mm -hmm. them, that are capable of these things is something that we forget all the time. And we don't really listen to that, like, voice in your head and the signs. We just ignore the signs of stuff like this happening. Right. Galvin DeBecker, who I'm always quoting, he wrote the book, The Gift of Fear. And if, if you have any inclination to know about the minds of criminals, please pick it up. I had a friend who was a prosecutor who worked in our state prosecuting sex offenders. And she felt like she herself was going to become a victim of random crime because of the, the like the livelihood that she had. Mm-hmm. And when she read this book, she discovered cause Galvin DeBecker is a FBI or had been an FBI profiler. And through reading this book, she found out that crime is very, is very known. So victims usually most of the time, the perpetrator is known to them in some capacity. Right. So not necessarily it's not random. random. It's not random. And it's not that they're best friends, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Hear the words I'm saying. That this The perpetrator is known to the victim. They're right. part of the fabric of your life. Right. This is like someone that community. Yeah, lives down your street. This is, right. the, this is the person that bags but, your groceries. Yeah. yeah, think of all the people you come in contact with every day and maybe mm-hmm. you see more than one time at the grocery store, at the gas station. It's not or just someone mm-hmm. they're like, restaurants. Uh, you. Like, it's, yeah. No, every, even if you watch like these FBI shows and stuff, every person that it is, it's not random. They like they see their victim multiple times before they decide that like, oh, I'm gonna go after them. Like Correct. it's not, it's never someone you've never seen in your life what, before. Just like in kidnappings, what is mm-hmm. this, the percentage of it is like more than fifty family members is family members. And I, I'm glad you bring that up because in a lot of cases, the people who are perpetrating 
our family members right. perpetrating right. other family members. Right. And, and that is just, it's hard to wrap my mind around and articulate, but if you're in a family setting, usually you're, you're taught to just trust them. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly trust these people because they're your family and they're adults. Or even authority figures too. Like At that's school. your teacher. Right. This is someone who's older than you, right. you know, and especially women. Yeah. Girls are programmed right. at a young age to just be demure and mm-hmm. be, right. you know, don't be a bitch. Be nice. Right. Don't, you know, don't ruffle someone's feathers by right. saying don't no. Don't too much. Don't. Yeah. All these rules that they. And I want to be very clear with the people that are listening. Ladies, it is absolutely all right to be a bitch. And it's absolutely all right to be like, you know what? I am really uncomfortable with how this person is making me feel and disconnect them from your life. That's something that I see very loud and clearly in this story. These girls at multiple touch points understood that this kid was violent. Right. Whether that meant just laying hands, Mm -hmm. which, and I'm not even belittling that because I'll share a story of my own Mm -hmm. later, but... Not belittling that, but not was this kid going to lay hands? Was he going to stab her? Was he going to murder her with a gun? Well, he was murdered her with a gun. Yeah, that literally right. happened. So if it's not a, not bad to be afraid. And wasn't it in the in the story in the media? Wasn't it she went there to console him because she felt badly for saying no to dating him? You know that's really unclear to me. But yes, there is some some story swirling that there was some love interest on his part, right? But not that hers was unrequited. And yeah. even though even if it's not the case in this story, mm-hmm. there have been plenty other Incidents, stories in high schools right. and in colleges, even and elementary school where. The girl has to be like is going through a hard time being like, well, the guy likes me and I don't necessarily like him either. I'm going to date him and like accept it. I almost did that my sophomore year of of high school. I got asked out to be this person's girlfriend and I said yes. I remember you were afraid. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, my God, I do not want to hurt his feelings. Mm -hmm. Like he's a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. And then I called him later and I was like, I really didn't mean that. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm only 16, like this and that. So if she wouldn't have been or any person, not necessarily this story, but if girls weren't brought up to be like, we have to be nice about it and we have to make sure they're okay right. and like yada yada, she wouldn't have been in that situation or other it's, girls. It's quite possible she might not right. have been. Or other girls would not have put themselves in a situation to be at risk of being near someone that is a little bit loose in the, yeah. in the mental A little unhinged. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, and that's really what this conversation is about. I I want to beg the question to moms, to daughters, everywhere around the world who are listening, how well do you know the people that you are interacting with on a daily basis? And are you listening to the voices inside your head when you feel that prickly feeling up your back and you think, you know what, I'm really uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. And if something's if, not right. Or- it's really difficult, especially in the younger years when you're trying to fit in and mm-hmm. you're trying to have people not dislike you and you've been raised to be polite and this right. and that. It's really difficult to put your foot down because like you said you're gonna be labeled a bitch or you're gonna be cold-hearted or i'd rather be labeled a bitch than than beat up or dead yeah Yeah. but yeah it's you have to it's your it's your own life like understand that it's like it's your life like you're you could just be dead because some crazy person like didn't feel bad that you 
broke up with them but decided they wanted to kill you or you can they can just hate you for breaking up with them and you could be alive but i think it's about knowing who you're surrounding yourself yeah. with and not putting yourself in situations where you're going to be with yes. people that exhibit that behavior and you can't do that you just have to pay attention you pay, have yeah, to that's pay key. attention and and engage people if you're trying to figure out who they are right what they're all about i feel like it's about in the time leading up to a friendship or a relationship pay attention to how they react to things how they treat other Certain people situations yeah. yeah so there's a lot that we'll talk about on the flip side of the break because there's like tactics and right. things you can pay mm-hmm. attention to to avoid putting yourself in right but for now let's take a break you're listening to the paper hope next generation on the voice america empowerment channel the paper hope next generation want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show please send an email to info at paperhope.com that's info at paperhope.com now back to rio tamra and yvonne on paper hope next generation welcome back to the program you're listening to paper hope next generation on the voice america empowerment channel i'm tamra wade and i'm sitting here with yvonne allen and my daughter Yvonne might as well be my daughter. <laughs> I'm sitting here with <laughs> my daughter, Rio, and my other daughter, Yvonne. And we're having a very serious conversation about how well do you know the people in your life? And the catalyst to having this show was the murder-suicide that was last week in our community and kind of shook us all to the core. And before we try and move into something like tactics and, and away from this, I do want to bring up the other murder that happened in our community and this happened between family members um and Yvonne I'm gonna let you give some of the details okay um this one's a little closer to home because I it's actually someone that me and Rio kind of grew up with we've Mm -hmm. known her personally um basically her this girl's mom her sister and her herself um went to dinner on Wednesday night and they asked the son who was younger he's 12 years old if she if he wanted to go with them and he didn't so they're like, okay, it's, you know, it's normal. Like, he doesn't want to go. They left. It's something they did all the time. Mm-hmm. And so he was by himself, and they're driving. And they have a half-brother that's known for violence. And they drove past him. Like, the half-brother was walking. And they drove past him. So it wasn't something that they would have suspected to be out of the ordinary. They didn't stop or go back. Like, it was a dangerous situation, seeing him walking in the street. So they went to dinner, um, and that half-brother entered their home and stabbed the son to death um and then walked down the street outside with blood all over him to the circle k on the corner and asked someone in the circle k to use their phone and the person that gave him the phone thought that he got hurt because of the amount of blood that was on him so she's like yeah here take it and gave him his her phone and he called the cops and said i just killed someone at this address and gave him the address and they came and they arrested him right away and they asked him why why did you kill you know your half brother he's like i felt like killing was his answer to the cops um and so this girl her mom and her sister come home they're driving in the neighborhood i can't even imagine what's going through their head as you see all these cops and ambulances probably thinking like i wonder what happened like it might be a neighbor never would they have thought that it was their brother and their 12 year old son that had just been murdered by their other 
brother. And so, and I've seen it all over Facebook. I didn't at first know what happened because the little boy did a lot of motocross and things like that. So I had just thought that he maybe got in an accident or something like that. Um, And then I learned from peers that we grew up with that are close closer to this girl that what really happened and it tore me up and it broke my heart and it's like the thing that's like crazy to me is it was in my neighborhood it was in like right down the street Mm -hmm. the circle k that he walked to was the circle k i go to every morning before work and so it scares me to think that like someone was so like i was so close to this like i obviously i couldn't have stopped it i wouldn't have known but it, it just like i can't even imagine how what this family is going through i can't imagine coming home to see that my half-brother, like, murdered my sister. Like, I can't even... And they're getting all this stuff from, like, different people coming at them. Like, I can't even imagine what they're going through. And it was their brother that right. did this. It was something that you never would have suspected a family member to do to another family member. No, you don't. And and that's something that the community and the families are just... We're gripped with these these last two weeks, what's going on. And, and this is not uncommon to what goes on around the world. I I think that's something that we need to point out. Mm -hmm. Um, I was sharing with the girls at break that it it's reminiscent of of a roommate that I had growing up when I lived in California, who who came to me as part of her disclaimer saying, you know, here's how it is living together. I have a, a brother who has a mental illness, and he's very violent. And it's quite possible that he may come looking for me to kill me. Yeah. Um, do you think I stayed living with this girl? Mm-mm. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. Not. I mean, I had. We were in a lease, so I was there for a period of time. But I definitely, my sights were to leave and not be a part of that. Because let me tell you something: when they come back to get her, do you think he's stopping at her? No, no. People like that, and that, I, that's another thing. I can't even like. What if everybody was home? What if they hadn't gone to dinner? Would right. he just rampage through the whole it's house? Possible. Like, yeah, it's absolutely possible. Well, I think the importance of that story and your roommate situation is obviously that your roommate and this family knew that mm-hmm. these people had a violent right. past, um, and so it's not necessarily of how well you know the people you're surrounded with. For them, mm-hmm. it's are you listening to what you know about them, and are you acting on what you know about them? Same with the murder suicide. Mm-hmm. Obviously people knew that he was threatening people and had a violent past, but they weren't plugging into it. They weren't taking it like as serious. Yeah, they weren't as it taking it been. seriously. And it's, it's like the, you need to take those little things seriously. And even like even when we talk about being in a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. like the waiter test we were talking about, yep. if you're on a date and the and your date treats the waiter really badly but then treats you really nicely, obviously there's something wrong there cuz right. why would they do that to just someone they've never met? Why would they act that it's way a warning towards sign. towards a stranger? And so those little things can lead to bigger problems that you need to pay attention to. And then I keep thinking, too, with Yvonne being in the neighborhood as this same thing happened and me, too, being in the same neighborhood as the the murder-suicide case. It's like we, again, we are around most people. They're Mm -hmm. in our community. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to be paying attention. And, like, the gift of fear you were talking Mm -hmm. about, um, Galvin DeBecker talks about, Uh, what is like the senses like listening to what you're feeling like and again goes back to the being a bitch if you're if you're uncomfortable being in a situation with somebody you can voice it or just leave right and you don't have to you don't owe anyone an explanation or like for me i've even come in contact with people that i just cannot be friends with i think of this one boy who is friends with one of my best friends friends and he's always in situations and he has a house where people go to all the time and he just strikes me as somebody who is not stable like we were all hanging out one late night and he started talking about that if he had to kill somebody he would he and it wouldn't (gasps) bother him and he would be all right with it and 
and his dad beat him up so he could beat other people up and he has mm-hmm. no conscience. And I was like, you know, you just described a, a serial killer psychopath, right? A psychopath, yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, I guess maybe I am one. And he was like saying all this stuff and everyone was like, oh, haha, like he's just joking. And no. I like was yeah. about to throw up. I was like, you don't understand. This guy is scary. Like, why are right. we all here in his car <laughs> going back to his house right now? And I'm, trust your and every time she would be like, oh, let's go to Blah Blah's house. I'd be like, no, I'm yeah. not going. Oh, let's go to his other friend's house. Nope. Is he going to be there? Yeah, then I'm not going. And you shouldn't go either. And she just doesn't listen. And that's really frustrating to me because I know that he is capable of doing some pretty scary stuff. Yep. Especially because he's an alcoholic. Oh he's 19 God. years old and he's an alcoholic mm-hmm. and he admits to being an alcoholic. And he admits to owning weapons and he admits to being mentally unstable. He's basically giving you a blueprint to disaster right he's like just warning you i'm capable of murder (laughs) and i'm not afraid of it it's like the person um a couple years ago at the tucson shooting of the government official Mm -hmm. he made a video saying i'm gonna go shoot this place up and nobody did anything anything. and he went and he shot it up like he's telling you like people are not like that was a blatant sign and this is like blatant sign that something's gonna happen right. people just ignore it like it's like funny or it's not right. real get this stuff is serious to like do something i know at mm-hmm. our high school there were a couple occasions of threats bomb threats yeah. or guns or something and i i always stayed home well, i wasn't allowed no, to go to school i i this really <laughs> strikes a nerve with me because there was a threat it was going around that there was a gun at school and you texted me and i was like get your ass off campus right now mm-hmm. and you were like mom i can't they they have protocol i was like screw protocol leave school and we had safe houses all around we had a friend that lived up the street i said grab your friends and walk the hell away and then i started calling news outlets and i started calling the police and i was like school is not taking this seriously someone needs to get on this right because it's it's weird when you're in it and you're like oh did you hear there's like a threat that somebody has a gun and you don't really think seriously about it like i didn't think seriously about it i was like oh somebody probably wanted to look tough and said that they had a gun in their backpack and they were gonna like (laughs) shoot someone if they didn't leave them alone it doesn't I, matter if you're joking or not. You don't. You don't that's joke what I'm about learning, that. Though, you need to be serious, right? I I feel like you should treat every situation like that with delicacy. And, and like, even if you're over like dramatic about it, like even if you're like completely well, over the top, down you're you. going to be safe. About yeah, it. you're going to be the one that people comes out like, alive. We were at a party, and I was with all of my friends, and this drunk guy. It was his house. Came in with the gun, pointed it at somebody's head, God, and real. said, "Get out of my house! Don't talk to me like that in my house." And I'm sitting there with my friends, and they're just like, "Oh, it's nothing." And I'm, I'm like, "It's a gun!" Wrapping my pants, like even right now, like it gets me like emotional thinking about it because it was like really scary. And they just like didn't care. And I'm like, I've never been that close to a gun before, and it like right. freaks me out. I'm I don't like, even know this story. It like, scares me really There's bad a, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you should be scared really badly about but, that. Our yeah. junior year of high school, there was a party that got shot up. Like there oh, yeah, was a I bunch of the popular kids I, drinking, yeah, and I, they shot at the mm-hmm. house three like three or four times, leaving holes in the girls' like house. Yeah, I and rem- nobody thought anything of it. No, like I'm were- sitting on the couch, and this guy's a gun to this guy's head. I'm like, two seconds, that guy's dead, and nobody cares. Right in front and of it's your not face. like he's going to stop I, at we're him. We're all going to witness him. this murder happening right now, and nobody's acting on it. Nobody's going to try to get away or stop him or duck. Well, it's not loaded. How do you know it's not loaded? And how does he know? Right. He's drunk. He's obviously intoxicated. And they're like, they're having a fight. And it's this guy's house and he has a gun. Like, nobody's going to do anything. That is exactly how it happens. It's so scary. That's exactly how it happens. And I remember the story, Yvonne, that you're talking about. Because kids were texting and Facebooking from, like, hiding in the house. They were so afraid. And I remember writing, writing people back being the same thing I said to you. Get the hell out of that house any way you can. The yeah. police have to be coming.
nothing. Right. Like, and that, it's, it's like it, I don't. I watched this. I used to be a preschool teacher, and we had to go through this um, safety course for if gunmen's come into the school after it was after all that whole um, elementary shooting incident. Sandy Hook. Yeah, Sandy mm-hmm. Hook incident. They trained us on like what we were supposed to do. And it wasn't just as, like, in a school environment. It was in an office environment and things like that. And I can't, like, I work in a call center now in an office building. And they do fire people left and right because they're not meeting their whatever. And so I'm I'm terrified. Like, I have, like, mapped out plans of what mm-hmm. would happen if a gunman come through each and every door and mm-hmm. what I would do. Because my mom also works there. I was like, what would I do to get my mom out? What would I do to get anybody out? Like, it's... It's scary. Like, it's it not really something is. to like, joke about. I didn't even realize how much that affected me. But I was... The thing that struck me is I was afraid of looking uncool from running away from the gun. I, I feel think. like these... <laughs> that's really important to what? focus on because you're talking about your life. And you're talking about... You're talking about something that would affect you so deeply that you wouldn't be the same after it happened. Let's say you made it out alive. Let's say this person didn't lose his shit and shoot all of you, right? Mm-hmm. You're st- you still witnessed I, someone. I, I'm head obviously off. still shooken up, and I nothing even happened. Right. You know, and it's it's because people are are telling you to not listen to those voices in your head, and I don't really understand mm, what that's all to. about. It's like. What was it? Humans are the only people. Natalie Emka from Pretty right Spicy. Here. Yeah, she was the one who told us on um, a street team show that we humans are the only animals that feel fear, feel the instinct of but fear, don't act on but it. don't act on it. Yeah. They rationalize it away. Right. We, the we are the only animal that can go against fight or flight responses, right. which and is Women crazy. are worse. Well, because we've been taught. Women are worse. Ooh, yeah. uh, anyways, let's take a break. <laughs> cool down a little bit. Um, this is the Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. (laughs) Keep it right here. friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for voice america Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. 
Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Tamara Wade, and I'm here with Yvonne Allen and Rio Wade. Hello. Hello. And we are definitely heated and worked up talking about this subject because we've had some tragedy in our community as we've been talking about. And um, it's hitting us pretty hard. And and we want to share these stories with you in hopes that we can heighten some awareness around the world. When you're faced with a situation that you feel you're unsafe, you're uncomfortable with, we want your gut and your inner voice to be your guide in this. It doesn't matter like Rio was talking about when she was at a party and a man came in and brandished a gun at someone else's head and everyone was like, yeah, it's cool. And she's shitting her pants. No, it's not cool. No, it's not cool. And um, your flight instinct is correct. Mm -hmm. Like even talking about it now, I think, oh my God, I'm I'm scared for myself even though it already happened because I didn't leave right away. Mm -hmm. I was like, how could I have done that? The what if? Yeah. Yeah. I can even liken this, let's boil it down a little bit from the extreme of violence, Mm -hmm. but even like in a situation where kids are doing drugs around you. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a school that did cocaine. Everyone did cocaine, it seemed. I'm sure Mm -hmm. not everyone, because I didn't. I was afraid of it. Right. But when I would go to parties, and these are parties that my parents knew I went to, I was picked up with friends and went, and I would get to these monstrous houses, and kids would just be doing mountains of cocaine, and the idiots were taking photographs of themselves, too. (laughs) This is before... Yeah. This is where the film the film had to go to the photo mat to get developed. Nice. Isn't that great? <laughs> anyway, so my point in telling you guys this is not that that was ridiculous, but it is ridiculous. But I would be so uncomfortable with the fact that these kids were doing drugs because my father is an ex-police officer. And he was like, guess what? When kids start doing drugs like that, they're not only going to cuff and stuff the ones that are actually doing it. They're going to cuff and stuff you, mm-hmm. too. You get to get a ride in the paddy wagon and try and explain yourself out of that. Right. So I would end up walking away from the party because I didn't have a cell phone back then. I had to go and find a house that I knew, knock on the door at the night and call my father to come pick me up. Mm -hmm. And I did. I was very uncool. (laughs) I was very uncool. Well, that's what's so annoying to me is people are labeling leaving those kinds of situations uncool when it's like, no, I value my life. I value my future, frankly. I mean, and that's that's exactly how I felt in that situation because I didn't feel like I was going to die. Although, flash forward, I had friends later on that were murdered right. because of drug use. So mm-hmm. I, could, I could get on a soapbox about that as well. But you must value your life and your future self more than the current ridiculous situation mm-hmm. that you're facing. Yeah. Value your life, period. Like, you don't understand that, like, you don't understand what death is. I don't remember who told me it was age. You don't understand, like, fully wrap your mind about the term death until you're like 21 years old because you don't value life you don't see you think you're just indestructible indestructible right. you're you can just yeah. walk through like gunshots and come out like you're freaking arnold schwarzenegger it or something like it's way. not it's mm-hmm. not gonna happen like you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get severely like injured paralyzed or die like it's not something you want to just risk you don't want to think it's cool to have a gun up to your head and be like, yeah, like, this is I cool. I'm popular it. now. Like, you guys are laughing because it's okay. It's not okay. It's like, not okay. People doing drugs, people drinking excessively, people who have access to weapons and openly talk about this thing or 
or talk about being violent or the acts of violence that they've engaged in, these are warning signs. Yeah. And you need to stay away from those people. Well, what were we talking about during break? The zero tolerance. We yep. were talking about right. how at the airport they have a zero tolerance for keywords like that. And if they hear anyone mm-hmm. mentioning anything of any kind of harm, they'll jump on it in two seconds. And I feel like if it's a joke. as a person, as like your personal... Um, like values you should have a zero tolerance policy for anything like that when it comes to who you surround yourself with because that's the point of the show is how well do you know the people you're surrounding yourself with are you allowing yourself to get to know them or are you ignoring all of the things that are being presented to you and all of the warning signs and this goes for family members yeah that's that's kind of the reason for sharing some of these stories about family members is they're capable of doing these things too and they're capable of secrets i think that's another thing that should be mentioned Mm -hmm. is the and this is why kind of i wanted to talk about it is the the people that are young and maybe not necessarily young but being sucked into relationships quickly and being getting engaged or getting married or moving in with people that you barely know is so scary to me because you do not know these people people like to me it takes a long long time to get a gauge on who someone is Mm -hmm. and what they're capable of and i feel like if you don't give them enough time to figure out how they are in certain situations and how they handle things and you know i mean even if you have a clinical issue like bipolar mm-hmm. or depression right. or that takes a long time to unra- unravel like yeah. you can either be in a high or you can be in a low and they right. go through shifts among years like mm-hmm. it could take a long time to get to somebody's low so, and it's something depression. could trigger it yeah a I, loss of a job a right. death of a loved one a, a tragedy when you're young because I, I know my dad has triggers yeah. that i probably don't even know about because of tragedies that he's been through right. you know like mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't even know him 100 percent because of what he keeps inside you know so mm-hmm. it's like even family members you have to be wary of and don't just automatically assume that there's somebody that you can trust. And that goes with anyone. Like, don't just automatically give all of yourself to a relationship or someone because it takes a long time to figure out who somebody is. And that's not to say that you have to have your guard up at all right. times. Right. But just be aware. Listen, and to know? be clear, like, in talking about your father, your father is extremely trustworthy. Oh, yeah. He's very stable. Yeah. He he just has endured some right. some of his own violence mm-hmm. within our own family. Well, and it's even not even like he's going to go crazy and do something. No. Even with my boyfriend, he's been right. through tragedies too. That I'm sure mm-hmm. that if something were to be said or something were to be done, or he would see something, he would get really sad, you know, right. or he would not be able to go to dinner with the family because he wouldn't want to be social. Like right. that's what I'm talking about. Like not necessarily yeah. that he's going to like pull a gun on someone, right. but just that things will trigger them and they will be in a state. Not right. That's usually normal. what they're like. Like for know? example, that guy that you were just talking about at the party says that he wants to beat people up because his dad beat people up. Right. My dad was abusive too, and when he would scream at when he would scream at me, like every time someone screams at me now, I just go yes. into fetal position. Right. I shut down. Like right. I don't want to talk. And I don't want to look I'm at saying. anybody. Like people handle it different ways. So you can't just trust that if he says it's like a good person that he is a good person, the waiter theory or whatever, right. like how he treats his mom, like exactly. Right. And that's important thing to pay attention to that. It's important to take it down a notch. Cause I know that what prompted this was all of the tragedies going right. on in our community now, but just as a, as a civilian and like in your personal life, taking it down a notch and paying attention to people is important too. Not right. necessarily, Oh, they've because threatened of violence, to take right. guns, not just because blah, blah, of blah, violence, blah. but yes, but they've, 
they've exhibited behavior that makes them not able to handle me going on a vacation or going on a business trip for too long, I guess, as an example. Like abandonment issues yeah, or things or they, like that. They have that in my job requires me to go far away for long periods of time, and that's going to create an unhealthy relationship. Right. That's a sign that you can pay attention to that will inhibit your happiness and your the life. The longevity of your relationship. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's lesser things on a lesser scale that you need to pay attention to when getting to know someone, mm-hmm. which is also important, right. especially for high school kids, I think. I think it's extremely important. And, and to make yourself available to actually see and take in what you're witnessing right. around right. you, because I think I can speak to it as a child growing up. I didn't want to take in everything that I was seeing. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be cool. I wanted, right. I wanted, you know. It's cool to be able to, quote, handle those kinds of things. But, you get lots of street cred if you can sit next to a guy with a gun to his head. And, you know? And as an adult, I don't really care about yeah, having street you're like, cred. No. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Like, I care about being thing. safe and I care right. about other things that are much more mm-hmm. important. So if we can impress one thing upon you this afternoon in this discussion, it's really pay attention to those voices inside your head and, and don't worry about not being cool. Mm-hmm. It's not even necessarily like a fight or flight thing either. Cause I mm-hmm. know I have an example of a friend that I was really close with and we spent a lot of time together and I just assumed that she was the way she was when she was with us. She was very organized, very, you know, nice and sweet and, and helpful. And she was a mentor to a lot of people and just getting to know her more and more and like peeling back the layers. She was just not somebody that I wanted to spend time with. Like, that's not to say that she's like an evil person or this or that, but just the way that she handled certain things and the way that she lived her life was not a a contradiction, right? It was different from what I saw her. And that even happened like, my my dad got into a fight with his wife and that kind of like it's kind of like you know someone and then something happens and then you're like oh my god they're not the person that they thought they right. were you've been revealed right it's like their layers have been peeled back but it's like they didn't just change overnight they've been that it's way been the forever same way the you whole know time. so it's kind of like what wasn't i paying attention to that made me create this person in my head that wasn't necessarily right. what they were on the inside. And I feel like that happens a lot, especially when making friends, especially when being in a relationship and especially with family members mm-hmm. is you see someone, how they present themselves in public with you and then you get to know them or they do one thing that you're like, oh my God, I didn't think that you would ever be capable of acting that way in your lifetime and you just did it in front of me. And mm-hmm. now everything that I thought about you is no longer true. True. Right. You, know, you have to rethink. It's a scary feeling it's to horribly. do that. But I feel like it's it's partly my fault for just pr- projecting them. this image onto them. In your situation, what you're talking about, I don't think so at all. You were a child and you witnessed something that was pretty violent. Yeah. But I, but I mean with this friend even. Oh, I, there yeah. were things that happened that stories that didn't necessarily match, match up yeah. or like a flaky behavior or just like kind of like just kind of me going hmm am i sure that's really what's happening but we all rationalized yeah, but it everyone away. knew her in the community as someone that was trustworthy and so i was like yeah sure i i believe her like maybe i'm just maybe i just don't get it maybe, maybe i'm not in see, that lifestyle that's the excuse that everyone says maybe it's just me right and they try and rationalize how they're feeling inside. Mm-hmm. And I really want people to not be like, maybe it's just me. Well, you should be like, damn right, it's just me. And right. I stand here <laughs> yeah, alone. That's like true. a real situation where she's like, this isn't a good situation. Everyone's like, oh, whatever. I'm going to go anyways. Like, yeah. 
she's gonna be the one that turns out alive at the end when yeah. all these other people are caught in this horrific like shoot up tragedy like thing because obviously it happens and that's kind of the full circle is you right. can be uncool and you can you can stand your ground and do your zero tolerance and those people that are like oh it's never gonna happen what are they gonna do kill me yeah. yes <laughs> yeah, they are it's been happening enough to be brought to the foregrounds of our attention that it does happen this kind of tragedy does happen and if you would just be the person that listens to those fight or flight responses or and and does your zero toler- tolerance policy mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been in that situation and right. you could be safe you would be avoiding that so it it goes it goes full circle from be uncool listen to yeah. yourself and avoid those situations because they obviously do happen but for now, let's take a break. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street. Nope. Paper Hope <laughs> Next Generation <laughs> on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. <laughs> TV from the other video content providers on the internet. Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm still Tamara Wade. <laughs> well, that's good. And we're talking about a pretty heavy subject. We're going to try and move away from some of the stuff that's getting us all fired up. And I want to talk to moms a little bit about what we can do. I'm very passionate about this. And I, I have been since Rio was very little. It's a little tactic I like to share with everyone. It's the party. 
I'd like to invite all of Rio's friends oh, yeah. over at a very young age, whether it was for a holiday reason or a no good reason, yeah. your unbirthday, yeah. whatever. Unbirthday. Your unbirthday. So Just periodically throughout the year, I invite them all over. And this gives moms an opportunity to look friends in the face. Hello, how are you? Nice to meet you. It also gives moms an opportunity to meet other parents, mm-hmm. right? So then. You excuse yourself and let the children be. And you get to see how they interact with one another. Okay. Right? It's so you are watching me. Of course. <laughs> I'm your <laughs> mom. That is my... And I was like, yay, party. Yeah. <laughs> I was all excited about the party. No, I'm very strategic about this stuff. And that's my job as your mom is yeah. to listen and observe and make sure that everything is above board. Because how many times did I have to take you aside because of different people and be like, hey... How's it going with that person? Yeah. I'm not really sure about that person. What's up? Well, like when people started getting involved in drugs and boys people were were hanging out and there would be boys and they would be like doing creepy things and I was like, What? Yeah, and I would be like, So tell me about <laughs> blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw weed when I was in like fourth yep. grade. <laughs> fourth grade. Yeah. What? This guy thought he was like thug and we lived in like a nice neighborhood and he like he's like, Guys, I wanna show you something and he went over and he lifted up the the like compartment under a silverware and there was like a bag of weed and his I had fam- no clue what it was. His family's weed, mind yeah. you. His, his like nice. mom's weed or something. Nice. And I had no clue what it was, but I knew it wasn't good and I just went home and I was like, I gotta go. So, my mom is your, my mom I know, I'm like, I think I gotta go. <laughs> other time. Other tactics, moms, I want you to use is when you're, when you start to see your daughters settling into friend groups, I want you to not only know their friends' names, but I want you to know their parents and I want you to get the friend's name and phone number yeah. in your phone Yeah. because there'll be times when your daughter kind of goes off the grid a bit yeah. and you'll start calling her friends to find out where she is. Well, yeah, I just think that's good. It's not even like a bad thing, like a got to keep tabs on you, but it's like if your phone dies or right. if, if a family tragedy happens and you're not picking up, you can call a friend because anything can yeah. happen. And if you, if you rely too heavily on your daughter's cell phone being the only connecting point to her, you're it's, I lose my phone all the time well, and it dies. Destined and, to fail. Yeah. Destined to fail. Drop it, break. Yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. Something always happens. Same but you've thing. always had everyone's phone yep, number. Same thing Even with right boyfriends. Now, yeah. You have my boyfriend's I have number. Everybody's my best friend. I always number. hate it What's their number? What's their address? I'm like, mom. It's frustrating. But if you think about it when you get older right. and you think about like, it, you're okay, like, okay, good, I, I would do that too if I had a kid, you know. But not only that, I seem to remember one particular girl that you hung out with and it was a New Year's Eve that I was like, you can stay until just after you can have your New Year's Eve kiss and whatever, your little toast. Never had one of those. <laughs> Me either, actually. Uh, you d- I picked you up after. From where? From her New Year's kiss? Yeah. Mom, the New Year's kiss that happened didn't happen between me and him. It happened between him and the girl that broke us up later. Oh, damn. So. I don't remember that part. So sad. So if you want to go there. No, I guess that's a topic for another show. (laughs) That is so sad. So I've never had a New Year's kiss. Oh, we got to work on that. Because even this New Year's, my boyfriend was at my ex-boyfriend's house partying. and I was had to go home and then come back. Yeah. I think I've hit a nerve. The point of sharing this story. We should throw a party this year, Rio. I think you should. The point of sharing this story was I seem to remember one of your very good friends was at this party with you and she said to you I wish my parents cared enough to come pick me up hmm I don't remember that <laughs> high school's a blur because I blocked <laughs> it out. But it really stuck with me because I kind of felt bad about picking you up quote so early mm-hmm. but I'm not letting you stay out at that age until right. you weren't driving so right. you were between 15 and 16 years old but the friend was like I wish my parents 
cared enough. I'm stuck here. Yeah, because I think we were having a conversation during the party about I was mad that I had to leave so early. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, I would rather my parents care enough to come get me than not even know where I am tonight or care when I get home. Exactly, because yeah. their parents were out partying themselves. Right, and they didn't, they un, they just burdened other parents with them. Because there were parents at the party that we were at. Right. But the girl was just like, well, I wish that my parents even cared where I was. They don't even know where I am right now. I know. <laughs> like, that hey. was really powerful to me. So moms, even if your daughters act like they're pissed at you, and they might be pissed, um, still get the phone numbers, yeah. get the addresses. Every single person, every kid in high school that I knew that their parents didn't ask for that kind of stuff or care where they were, never liked it they were always really sad about the fact that their parents didn't care where they were there is a sadness about it yeah so nope so those are my tactics um feel free to borrow them steal them um the importance here is to getting to know your friends because you know what you'll be able to tell your daughter's mood based on who she's hanging out with yeah and then you can have a very candid conversation about hey you're hanging out with blah 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 today and what's going on it makes conversation easier too because then when we say well blah 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 did this and said this and you know who we're talking about and you can kind of keep tabs on what's going on and i think that's important how well do you know your friends how well do you know your daughter's friends yes and also add them on social media and i I know all daughters listening are like, damn it, Tamara, why did you say that? No, but, but it's true. In our, I like that sense of community. It I feel is like. a sense of community. And when this situation happened in our community, there were moms that, and it chokes me up because there were moms that reached back out to me and said, hey, we were so grateful for you yeah. in school because we were a community. We did keep tabs on each other. Right. And, and I really encourage moms to do that. Don't be socially isolated because whatever you have going on, mm-hmm. go to your student or go to your child's um, student events like sporting. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to sit Every with your once daughter. in a while. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to do it all the time, but just know what they're into, you yeah. know, like I, w- I always wished that we could have like a bring your mom to school day or just like take a camera to your head and just like show your parents what you go through on a daily basis because right. they yeah they were kids once but it's different it's Way different, different every single year it's super similar I don't want to discount that but what you go through now is so much more intense yeah. and in real time right. than anything we ever experienced yeah. so maybe so, I'll like make a documentary yeah <laughs> high school go to the sporting <laughs> events get to know other parents watch your daughter interact with her friends because right. how she is at home is not who she is with her friends. Right. And how I'm, well do you know your daughter? This is how this story with Anastasia, this is how I'm struck with this mm-hmm. because it's like her mom has. And again, I am not speaking about what mom did or didn't do because my heart is breaking for mom. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what this is. I simply want to beg the conversation of any parent could say this. I've heard it from other parents, not just this child's mom, but She's, she made comments about, and I've heard other moms make comments about, well, my daughter doesn't date. She's not allowed to date. Um, no, there are girls my who daughter would never do that. No, 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 no. There was, I remember a girl who was on cheer with me and everybody knew her as like the slut. Like she would be on my space and be, we would see her leave practice early, get in the back of a pickup truck with three other guys that were 23 years old. And she's a sophomore in high school. And her mom was like, nope, she's never been on a date before. I don't even think she knows what sex is. And I'm like, do you know that your your daughter is screwing 23-year-olds that she met on MySpace? Like, parents are delusional sometimes, and it just blows my mind. I just don't want to think. Blows my mind. My daughter would never do that. Um, do you know that your daughter is in the locker room giving freshman um, pointers on how to properly 
do inappropriate things. Do you know that? <laughs> I like how you skirted around. Well, I have a seven-year-old, eight-year-old looking at me right now. I'm not going to say it, <laughs> Don't but say you it. know what I'm talking we about. Say I do know. Use your imagination, and it's probably just All as bad right. as you're thinking. It's <laughs> terrible. So, so moms, you may not know your daughter as well as you think you do, mm-hmm. and take some time to get to know her. And daughters, if your mom is taking the time to get to know you – be a little more transparent than maybe you have in the past. Mm. Moms, if your daughters are telling you things that maybe you're not, you weren't expecting to hear, don't use this as an opportunity to punish her. To yell and scold. And- right. Take this as an opportunity to meet her on that bridge and meet her halfway and meet her with empathy right. and understanding. If you do yell, they're never going to tell you anything. Yeah, no. That is the truth. And not only that, you were young once too. And I'm guaranteeing you that we did not do things perfectly. Yeah. How well do you know your parents? I know it's important for kids <laughs> to understand that their parents screwed up and did bad things too. Right. That's you the know? whole catalyst of Paper Hope is yeah. to share stories amongst each other. Daughters, I want you to be brave and share your stories with your parents. And parents, I want you to be accepting of the stories they share with you because this is how we build community and this is how you get to know your child and how you can get to know the people in her life. Mm -hmm. That's what this whole thing is about. Right. All of it. Importante. So I'll get off my soapbox. You guys know how I feel about that. (laughs) You're like, "Mm, (laughs) Those are good ones, though. Those are good ones. So don't you love how we're all like business and we're like getting the point out. And as soon as we wrap it up in a little bow, we're like, man, what are we going to eat for lunch? (laughs) (laughs) Not time. My bowels are backed up. That is for sure. Yeah, because you <laughs> ate some stuff, didn't you? I, I ate the greasiest food three days in a row, and I've been so good about eating healthy, and then I just screwed it all up. Yeah. And then I had to go to the bathroom so bad, but I was at a concert, so I didn't go, and then I haven't gone for three days, and now I'm screwed. So you know what's funny about the concert you went to? I remember Rio's leaving the house to go to the concert. She's like, bye, Mom. She's like, I'm going to break some bones. <laughs> and I'm like, bones are expensive to fix. <laughs> no, I know. And, and I was goes, like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so who broke the bone? My boyfriend broke his wrist. <laughs> Because it was, you know, mosh pits. Yeah. Like, they still do that. And it's this place called the Underground in the Nile. And it's actually, like, one of the last hardcore, like, places that you can go right. where you're allowed to dance like that. And it's basically, like, throwing fists and kicking and, like, right, power yeah. hugs and, like, pushing power people hugs. and, like... Like people, it's just a camaraderie thing that you get punched in the face and you, you're in the pit. You're oh, going to yeah. get punched. Right. Like that's Fight just how club. it goes. Ooh. It's awesome. Like people like to get but hit your sometimes. goal isn't to like take someone out right you're dancing like, you're 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 letting anger right. go which i really appreciate because I these do boys, the boys need it you and, know and to be fair i've spent my time in the pit too yeah like to mosh fair. pits are legit but i mean i punched a girl in the face on accident <laughs> i've been stepped on when somebody was crowd surfing they stepped on my face and like bruised my nose <laughs> i remember that you know yeah so whatever but he hit someone really hard in the head and it had like you know when people wear their hats backwards and it has the snaps oh, on it know. he had the snaps of the snapback <laughs> imprinted onto his wrist and he like fractured his wrist because he hit someone oh so goodness. hard in the head and he found him i saw it happen and i was like that was the guy you hit if you want to go say hi and he like went over and he's like, like hey man did you get hit in the face and he's like yeah man i think i did and he like lined his hand up with his head and he's like yeah that man it was me it was me and he was like the slipper fits and they had like a little <laughs> slipper fits. and it was really funny and cute and kind of weird and demented at the same time but That's so funny. yeah i don't know how we got on that topic but mosh pits are legit so where can you find us? <laughs> oh, yes. Definitely find At us. At the theater, getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing down. <laughs> yeah. The blog, paperhope.com. I did write an article on um, what we've been talking about today. If you want some more pointers on what we've been talking about, there's other articles about the party situation. Facebook, 
uh, Instagram. Twitter. Just Google us. Just Google us. <laughs> I do. I Google us all the time. <laughs> it's not weird. No. Bring us out. You have any? All right, guys. It's that time of the day again. <laughs> High five. Yes, it'll be a while. It'll be like a week before. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like another week before you hear us again, but we don't know if Rio's going to be here or not, and she's going to be 20 the next time you oh, hear yeah. us. Oh, yeah. My birthday's on Friday. Ooh, and ooh, I'll still be 19 because I'm the youngest here. But have a great week, guys. You're listening to the Paper Hope next generation <laughs> on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Bye for now.